Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I am your host, Huzefa, as always, and today we're doing another show on the applications of math, the relevance of math in the real world. And today we're going to be focusing, we're going to be doing a special spotlight on the career of mechanical engineering. We have a really special guest because... I'm lucky to have my dad join me today on the show. My dad is a mechanical engineer. He's now retired, but he worked in the industry for a very long time, and he's also a huge lover of math. He's loved math ever since he was a, a kid and loved it in school and all that, so he's going he's gonna to also talk a little bit about his experience and really his enjoyment of math throughout his life, so it's going to be really cool. So for all of you parents out there, who have kids who might be interested in mechanical engineering, or perhaps you're not so sure what mechanical engineering entails and you want to learn more about it for your kids, check out this episode. It's going to be excellent. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome my dad to the show. Dad, how's it going? Good, good. How are you, Josefa? Good, good, good. Yep, just a regular morning in Los Angeles over here, getting getting ready to... I actually had a, a couple other people interviewed today, so that's exciting. So we got some really good episodes coming up for the podcast. So, Dad, let's start off with... Just tell us a little bit about your education. You went to school in Bombay in India, so tell us a little bit about your education and how you first started getting familiar with math. Well, math uh, came to me natural. So for as long as I can remember, it's a subject I was very interested in. And uh, I just enjoyed it. I couldn't wait uh, to go home and finish uh, all the homework. Uh, What I also found is uh, I had uh, some friends who were weak in math. And uh, it was a pleasant uh, experience for me that uh, when they came to me and through some guidance, I found that uh, some of my friends who seemed to be weak in math were no longer so weak. They, they, once they understood, uh, things seemed to work out for them. And so it was an interesting experiment for me, or you can say experience for me. Right from childhood, I said, okay, uh, even though some people may naturally be good, People who think they're not good can learn math just as well. So now when you – and I remember you told me too, you always told me that when early – eventually, I think around your last year in high school, you really started focusing on all your subjects and then you managed to to score the highest on your your test in your whole whole, um, high school or state. But but growing up, math was always – you were always – you always loved math. You always came back, did your math homework first, right? And so that yes. was that was just something that began basically as far as you can remember. Yes, probably from first, second grade that I can go back in my memory bank. 
And now, and now in India, it's a little bit of a different way, at least back then, that they would sort of compare students. You, you actually had a rank in your class. Is that right? Like they told you what position you were? Uh, yes. Yes. And, so I, well, I stood first in my class. And, and it, we had about uh, 125 students. And it's kind of... It's an interesting it's an interesting thing because you talk about and I talk about as well how math is a skill that can be learned that can be improved if you put the right focus and effort and so on and so forth and that's kind of the story for you but not with math but with your with your other subjects to a certain degree like you always were first in math but maybe not so much across the board until your senior year so can you talk a little bit about what happened your last year in high school Yes so the way it works, uh, we have high school or, or schooling for 11 years as opposed to 12 over here. And instead of high school, last four years, the last year of high school is the most important. And so my dad told me that you have to work hard now uh, to get into better college. And so I made a plan, and the plan was, to study all subjects every single day. When I came home, I kind of reviewed my material, I read it, and I just implemented a plan. And to my surprise, I had never stood first in my class, always first in math, but not first overall. And I realized I was doing so well in the whole class that I was in the top three. But when the final exams came, these are the exams before that, but when the final exams came, uh, the results came out, and, and I was first. And so, so what oh yeah, found, sorry, go ahead. So what I found is whether it's math or language or geography or geometry, it doesn't matter what the subjects are. If you are willing to put work in, uh, you're going to do better. And another thing I found, it was not just math that was interesting anymore. When I started putting time in and got to know subjects better, it seemed like they were all interesting to me, including the languages. Yeah, no, I can, and I can absolutely relate too as well, where I used to always, I, I had interest in math from a fairly early age, not right from the beginning, but uh, probably starting in middle school, I really started to enjoy math. And the same thing happened to me with writing and reading. Those weren't so interesting to me at the time. But once you start putting more energy and time and they become more fluid and feel more natural, they they certainly become they become more fun. So your, your uh, solid results then laid the foundation, allowed you to, at that time, it was very difficult to get into schools in the U.S., but you were able to get a full scholarship and then come to uh, Michigan State for your yes. master's in mechanical engineering? Yes. Okay, so... Yes. T- Once I got uh, uh, into what we would call like being on the dean's list or something in equivalent, uh, I, had, I was offered scholarships for my entire engineering education and also... Uh, coming to Michigan State, uh, right from Bombay. So, so now, and and what is can, what is mechanical engineering? Well, mechanical engineering engineering is, uh, of course, uh, we are familiar with technology. Engineering is basically application of technology, and mechanical engineering 
uh, as opposed to electrical involves machines, the mechanical part, uh, the moving parts mainly. Um, that involves subjects like machine design, thermodynamics, physics, chemistry, uh, heat transfer, fluid flow. Uh, all these are mechanical engineering. Uh, as opposed to electrical engineering would involve power generators, transmission of power, electricity, and then, of course, electronics involve, you know, the current technology to a great extent, uh, computers and so forth. Now, for, for these subjects that you were studying during your master's programs, all these different areas of, of study, how integral was math? Math is very essential. As a matter of fact, uh, part of engineering curriculum, you are required to take advanced math, advanced algebra, uh, calculus. These are all on advanced level. And you are basically required all these classes. And rightfully so, because then when you do machine design, when you do heat transfer, fluid flow, they require advanced calculus such as derivatives, integrals, uh, usage of uh, uh, matrices, and, and so forth. So now after you graduated, you went on to work in the field. Can you tell us a little bit about what, you know, what did your work entail as a mechanical engineer out in the real world? Well, most of the work I did involved product design, development, and applications of our products. So all these involve basically application of math. And what that means is you're using a lot of algebraic equations. So you're, you're not coming up with, you're not going through process of uh, getting somewhere. You already have a lot of equations. But even that is not as simple as just using equations. A good understanding of how things work uh, guide you as to what math, what algebraic equations you would be using. Now, early on in my career, I worked uh, in the research group. Now, the research, that does require going through some advanced calculus and some fundamental math. But like I said, most engineers would be using uh, math applications, and most of that is already in terms of formulas that are derived, and those would be algebraic equations. So what? Now, like what, I said, you need good understanding uh, onto what applies to what situation. So what? What specifically were you building or designing in the field? I worked. Uh, most of my time, I worked in automotive industry. So it would be components, drivetrain components. It would be brakes, for example, required uh, for a vehicle or a truck. And so let's talk. And by the way, so we, grew, you know, I grew up in Michigan. My parents still live in Michigan. So of course, 
many of the the automotive industry is huge there. So of course, it's it's very common that people are directly in the automotive industry or t- in fields that are tangentially related. Of course, so let's go, let's see if we can get a little more specific. So let's say we're talking about brakes or or some other components in a car. Can you talk about maybe some more specifically, like how was math involved in designing, you know, what, what types of math were you using when you were designing brakes or other components on a regular basis? Sure. Uh, just to give you a simple example, uh, for example, what does brake do? Brake stops the vehicle. That's a function of a brake. And so you, you have to know how much uh, inertia in a moving truck is, uh, how much energy does it require. Uh, let's say if we were to stop a vehicle, uh, or not a vehicle, but a moving object with our own body, and that's going to require certain strength. Okay, that strength comes through braking. And braking, of course, uh, the brakes no longer are manual. They are hydro, uh, hydraulic uh, operated. So if we multiply, we multiply our power that goes through our foot on the brake pedal. So to design, for example, there are a lot of aspects. Would it be able to stop the vehicle? Which means how much pressure are we applying to the brake pad? What should be the area of brake pad? Because it's going to generate a lot of heat. Is it going to be able to dissipate the heat? Is it going to be able to do the function of stopping without overheating and destroying the brake pad. So, and then all the mechanical components that are involved in making this mechanism work, they all will go through certain uh, stress levels. And you have to make sure that all these components would survive or would last and would last for thousands and thousands and thousands of applications because if you can imagine, when you go down the road, how many times do you apply the brake per day? <laughs> and that tells you a story that uh, probably uh, an average person uses brakes five to 10,000 times in a day. Not as severe most times, uh, most times light applications. And so uh, if you take 10 years, uh, then it has to last through 150,000, 200,000 applications. So that's where the life of a component comes through. So then you take application, you take how much stress it's going to go through, how many cycles it's going to go through, and that, depending on the stress level, it tells you how long it's going to last for. So now, how important on the job on a daily basis would you say is mental math, being able to perform calculations or at least estimated calculations uh, in your head? Well, obviously, Matt, uh, once you're designing, so there's a, a part to design and development. So mathematical part is not necessarily like an everyday event. I mean, it is an everyday event, but not as extensively, because then once you have come up with concepts and when you come up with what sizes should be, a lot of time is then spent in getting the components prototyped and then testing them. So all that, that would be part of development. So all these things are there. And when things don't work as well, then you reevaluate a component 
you go through the math uh, part again and say either somewhere we went wrong or somewhere the material was not up to what we thought and you, you go with a better material, a better strength uh, component. So you make changes. So math is not used extensively every day, but some math is being used almost every day. Whether you do it in your head, whether uh, you have to use a pad and algebraic equations. So some simple math is always required. Even, even when you conduct uh, a testing, uh, based on testing, you have to use statistics and and predict what will happen. So that that's another math because you cannot uh, test uh, uh, two thousand prototypes because of the expense. So you do a few of them and then you do statistical uh, projection. I see. So now as you let, let, now let's say now you've gone through this career you worked as a mechanical engineer for parents out there who have young kids or kids in even high school perhaps now what would be what would be your advice to them because you always did very well in math what would be your advice to them to try and help them cultivate an interest in math and also eventually get good results so the theory is my theory from uh, very childhood, because I had a lot of friends uh, who came to me for help. And uh, my observation told me this one thing, is if there is something you are interested in, which I naturally was, you're going to work hard at it because you enjoy it. But what I found, there is a reverse uh, theory, meaning if you work hard at something, and you become better, then your interest level goes up. That didn't seem to be there. And just like any other thing, whether it's basketball, whether it's language, if you have a good, let's say basketball, some may be more natural athletes, but they all have to work. They all have to have a good coach. They all have to have... uh, training exactly how to approach uh, various aspects of it. Same with math. Sometimes if, if your interest level to begin with is not there, somebody has to guide you until you become good, and then you say, wow, uh, this is really interesting. And I found that with some of my friends, and some of my friends who actually didn't do as well early in their life, uh, just started doing better later on. So I have seen reversal where people who were not interested in math or didn't take interest, all of a sudden seemed to be very interested and became very good. So anybody can learn math just like anybody can learn language, just like anybody can play basketball. Maybe not become a professional, but if you put time, you can be a better player, you can be a better learner, you could be a better mathematician, you could be better at languages. Yep, and that's that's absolutely true. I've even had recently students, after we've been working for a while, start to see better results, and then they start to enjoy it. It's an, it's an interesting phenomenon, and 
it's a great way to look at any subject or any any pursuit you're going for. All right, Dad, thanks so much for joining the show. That was pretty fun. Got to hear some some stories, uh, of course, that some that I, I did know, but some that I didn't know, which was pretty cool. So awesome. And if your kids are interested in mechanical engineering, I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope it taught you something and hopefully you can share it with your kids as well. If you want to check out the show notes, go to www.scalarlearning.com. Remember this summer, new episodes are coming out every day. So to make sure to check back regularly and please subscribe to the podcast. And if you have a chance after you've listened to a few episodes, I would be super happy if you were able to write a review for the show, that would be terrific. Thank you guys again for joining us. I'll see you all next time. Take it easy. Learning. Give me that